At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Craig Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour on tap for you as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by professional poker player and the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, David Baker. We're going to be recapping what we've all seen in Week 11. We'll see if he's got anything in terms of Monday Night Football. A little bit harder with the props with so many guys questionable. That means that pretty much everything for the Cardinals is off the board or else I would have been able to give you guys a little bit more in the last segment, but... That said, we shall see what he's got and then try to take a look at some big games for Week 12 as well because we got a lot of great action this week, but there's no money to be made on the Sunday games. The only thing we're able to make money on is now this Monday Night Football game, but we've got games for Thursday. We've got games just all week long as currently, for those of you guys who are just fans of football in general, 27 straight days in which we have had at least one college football or NFL game. So it's a great time of year and a time of year in which our staff just goes hard at work. This is a show that sounds a great Peterson experience, but it really takes a team to be able to make it work. My wonderful producer, Jason Kahn, does a great job night in and night out, always providing a tremendous guest list and always keeping me in line. You've got our associate producer, Sean, who does a great job holding it down here as well. He's a Swiss Army knife, a man of very, very many talents, and then a man that is talented at getting all the audio set up 
That would be Taylor, all of you guys listening on Tressio Radio, the iHeartRadio app. He's the reason why you've got everything up and running so smoothly. And then those of you guys listening on or watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, list goes on and on. All the graphics that you see on the screen, that is courtesy of our wonderful technical director in Sean. So all these guys do, or I should say Dakota is the man that is our wonderful technical director. I was giving Sean a little bit too much credit, but... And said, Sean does deserve credit. All these guys deserve a lot of credit, but it's just absolutely amazing. These guys, they do tremendous work night in and night out, and they'll be grinding with me on Thanksgiving. I'll be with you guys for that holiday as well because we've got a lot going on and we've got a lot to recap, but we've got to turn into the college basketball side of things now as we've got ourselves just a whopper of a card that is going down, and a DK Nation write-up involves a team that I think is going to struggle out in the ACC. 8-11, 8-12 on the betting board. Let's go out to the great state of Florida as Georgia and Utah are going to be doing battle. Utah finds themselves a 4.5 point favorite. And this is a total that is anywhere between 131.5 and 132. This is out in Fort Myers, Florida. So a little bit less travel for Georgia Tech. But fortunately for Utah, this is not one of those airbrain early like 8, 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 noon Eastern time tips or anything like that. So the body clock issue won't be too bad there. And for Georgia Tech, you just take a look at this offense and it is not good. Good news for them is that they're somehow, someway 3-0. Bad news is here is the teams that they have played this season. They have played Georgia State, Northern Illinois, and Clayton. Clayton is not a D1 team, and I mean, I really salute Clayton. He decided that he was going to go up against a pack of just rabid yellow jackets as one man, so good on Clayton for him. He went down in a fiery heap, but I could give a little bit of credit where credit is due. Meanwhile, for Utah, coming off of a bad loss against Sam Houston State, you don't like to see that, but they've got a man that is going to be very, very hard to defend for the yellow jackets, and his name is Brandon Carlson. Carlson has been able to register 17 points, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks, and at 7 feet tall, he's a threat to be able to shoot from 3-point range. This is also a Utah team that began the season without one of their main cogs in Marco Anthony. He's a little bit of a six foot six stretch player last season. Gave the team 9 points, 7 boards, shot 35.5% from 3-point range. Him being back in the fold for this team, I do think he's going to be able to help them out in just have a good, well-rounded core in general. Someone like a Raleigh Worcester who's able to give you four assists per contest. Lazar Stefanovic is able to bury some threes, has a little bit of size. You're able to go down the list. You have another Carlson that comes in from the great state of Wisconsin. He's given the team five rebounds per game. And for Georgia Tech, currently in terms of their offense against D1 competition, in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, they rank 288th. That is not too terrific. Oh, yeah. And they pair that up with giving up 14 offensive rebounds per game to their opponents. That ranks in the bottom 10 among 363 D1 teams. This is a Georgia Tech team that I give a little bit of credit where credit is due. Just seemingly year in and year out, Josh Pastor does a little bit less with more. He's got as little as I've ever seen before. I felt like Utah should have been closer to an 8 to 10 point favorite. You're right now getting them at 4.5 in some places 5, but you're getting a very reasonable number with a Utah team that last season, if it's a game of which it's a six, five, seven point differential with a minute left to go and you get all the late game felling, they're one of the top teams at all of college basketball in terms of free throw shooting percentage as well. So I'm looking at Utah in this spot. I was willing to lay a significantly larger number with them. So as the DK Nation pick and first time all season long with the DK Nation picks, I've actually taken a favorite. So there we go there. And when it comes to this total, 
I set my total at a 132 as well. I do think that the total that we've got right now is relatively correct. This is one that, by the way, it opened at between 134 and 134.5. And has a nice underplay there. And if you get down below 131, I do think that you've got a little bit of value with the over. So we're taking a look there. But what I really do like in this game is Utah being able to lay between 4.5 and, and 5 points as we are seeing it right now. And sort of in that pairing, we've got another solid game between Mississippi State and Marquette. This is going to be another game that's played out there in the great state of Florida. And for Mississippi State, between two and a half and three and a half point favorites, DraftKings right now lands in the middle as a three. And your tallest game is anywhere between 140 and a half and 141. Mississippi State is just sucking the life out of teams right now with the way that they are playing defense. Tolu Smith is back in the fold. This is a tremendous big man. Been able to give the team 15 plus points, eight plus rebounds per game. On top of that, with Mississippi State, you've got Chris Chance down in the fold, and he brought with him Will McNair. He's got six foot eleven size. He does a nice job down low. Now, if there is one trepidation that you got with Mississippi State, they aren't canning a lot of threes. They're shooting as a collective about 30% from three-point range, but what they like in three-point shooting, they make up for in active hands. You've got Shaquille Moore who's been able to give the team more than three steals per game. And overall, Mississippi State generating more than 10 steals per contest, going up against a Marquette team that they don't necessarily have a lot of shooting. I was expecting a little bit more out of Cam Jones, who was able to register six points per contest. And I will say, Tyler Kolek, a little bit of Swiss Army Knife guy. He's been able to do a nice job giving the team right around 10 points. He's given out 9.8 assists per contest. I believe that that leads all qualifying D1 players. As of right now, he's able to give you a few rebounds per game. Oliver Maximine Prosper has been able to do a solid job as well as he's able to give you a double-figure amount of points per game, but leaves a lot to be desired. You lose Kirk Keith, who was the main shot blocker from last season, from last season. So also, Iguodaro, he's going to need to fill in. He's been able to give the team right around six rebounds per contest, but Mississippi State, with all their size, throwing their DJ Jeffries, who's able to give this team right around 10 points, five rebounds per game, and they're just going to punch you in the mouth. Mississippi State, they're taking out a little bit of a slower style. It's Chris Chance, who comes in from New Mexico State. He's really embracing defense right now. This is not going to be a Mississippi State team that's going to be looking to just fire in their 100 points or anything like that with Mississippi State. They're playing at a pretty controlled tempo as well, 328th. In all of college basketball, that's out of 363 D1 teams. Meanwhile, Marquette, they are number 22 in the country. Once again, a little bit easier to slow down a fast team rather than to speed up a slow team. This is also a neutral court game, so unfamiliar surroundings with both of these teams. I set my totalized result at a 136.5. I don't think that by any stretch of the imagination, Marquette is going to be held to 50 or anything, but I do see a bit of an edge to the under end. When it comes to Mississippi State, set them as a 5.5-point favorite. They leave a little bit of something to be desired in the backcourt. I do think that the front court, the trees, they're going to be able to get it done. So I'm looking to lay it with Mississippi State, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. How about if we make it 3-for-3 three three on favorites? We like laying points. We like big differentials. So how about if we go out to Maui and we go out to Lahaina, 793-784 on the betting board. It is Louisville. They're on the road facing off against Arkansas, and good thing I'm giving out right now because this number is moving. Arkansas, just before I came on the air, you were finding them between about a 14 to a 14 and a half point favorite. In the hours since I've been on the air, they are now between 15 and 16 point favorites. I'm seeing a straight 14 and a half out there. You probably want to grab it right now, and your total is anywhere between 138 and 140 and a half. This Louisville team is terrible. I wish I could put it any other way, but this Louisville team is terrible. They have lost one point games to Bellarmine, Wright State, and Appalachian State all at the KFC Yum Center on their home floor, and now they have to go up against Arkansas. Now, Arkansas is probably going to be without Nick Smith, someone who 
is a McDonald's All-American, so that's a little bit tough, but you've got the Mitchell brothers in the fold and with Louisville. Right now, the biggest thing that is wrong with them is the backcourt. Their backcourt is L. Ellis, L. Ellis, and that's it. All you've got is a guy by the name of L. Ellis who's been terrific. He's been able to put in there like 23 points per contest, shooting a well from three-point range. He gives out assists. I'm surprised that Louisville doesn't have him as the sweat mop coordinator, the guy that Whenever there's someone that falls on the ground, he has to wipe up all the sweat. I'm surprised they don't have him doing that at this point because he does everything else for the team right now, and he's just surrounded with nothing. I mean, Brennan Huntley-Hetfield has been able to give you right around eight rebounds per game, but you've got nothing in this front court. And with Arkansas, they do a great job of generating seals. Louisville, they're turning the ball over nearly 70 times per game, and I named off the teams that they're going up against. These are not teams that are heat-seeking missiles that are trying to get like 50 steals per game. Appalachian State is a team that is towards the bottom of all college basketball and generating turnovers. Bellarmine creates no turnovers whatsoever. Wright State, they get a few, but I mean, boy, now you have to go up against Arkansas. There could be 25 turnovers by the team in the first half. Sarah Lee's impressed by the amount of turnovers that are going to be generated in this game. So it's just not great for this Louisville team. You've got an Arkansas bunch out with the Mitchell brothers down low with having all they've got in the backcourt, Anthony Black and company. They're going to be able to roll this team. I set this line at 18, and, and it's not very often that in the Maui Invitational because I mean, typically the fields are loaded, and this is still a loaded field. And keep in mind, with the Maui Invitational this year, Chaminade is not going to be in the field. They're now actually going to be partaking once every two years. I would love to see Louisville go up against Chaminade because I think that they did when Chaminade was having sort of their their Continental 48 states sure, and I believe that that was a close game in Maui. They probably would lose that game, in my opinion, but I take a look at this spot. We want to lay up to 18 with Arkansas. Semi-total 146, lots of fast break layup. So looking at the over and coming up next, we're looking at week 11 of the NFL with David Baker, 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. In full swing, we've got so many fall sports, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Scorer Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Kit, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network, and it is great to be joined by our guest. David Baker is the Westgate Super Contest Champion of 2020, a man that does a terrific job as a professional poker player as well. And David, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for hopping aboard. And David, we've got to recap the biggest game of the week as I'm sure that we were expecting something a little bit closer in terms of the Cowboys and the Vikings, just all Cowboys in this game. What are your initial reactions and how much do you take away from this? Because I do think that in terms of looking at things like scoring differential, it's just throwing things a little bit out of whack. And I don't think that it all of a sudden should be pounding the the alarm that the Vikings are all of a sudden the worst team ever or anything like that. But certainly a data point that needs to be noted and a very, very good performance from the Cowboys. Yeah, I think, uh, I think this game you have to look at uh, on both sides and uh, I mean, let's go ahead and start with the good, the Cowboys. Um, this was a very impressive performance by them on both sides of the ball. Uh, the one thing that you do know that the Cowboys have going for them is a strong defensive line, and they just dominated the Vikings today um, at the line of scrimmage and never gave Cousins a chance to really get into any routine. And uh, this game was kind of over before it started. I think 
My main takeaway for the Cowboys is, uh, you know, I'm taking a look at their schedule down the road. And, uh, you know, the Eagles have been a little bit, have come back to earth. I think we want to take a look at these NFC East futures to uh, start the week and uh, see if we can get a good number on the Cowboys because there's not a lot of losses left on the schedule for the Cowboys. And they have one game at home versus the Eagles. If they win that game, there's only one game difference between them. So the Eagles just need to stumble one more time. And I think via the uh, loss of the Eagles to the Commodore, to the Commanders, that uh, Dallas would probably hold the tiebreaker if they won out. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take a look at that market for sure. I think this Cowboys team is really good and their schedule is really easy. On the flip side, the Vikings, I think I'm going to toss it out for the most part. I mean, we've been a very pro-Viking segment here um, on a week-to-week, and I'm not ready to throw away nine weeks of work for one week, but, I mean, this was – extremely disappointing but sometimes games just get away from you um let's see how this team responds on a short week versus another tough defensive team with the patriots i think i'm going to learn a lot about the vikings not in this game but how they respond um to the criticism and uh, a tough hard-nosed patriots team that comes to town if the vikings take care of business uh, against the patriots then i think i'll just chalk this one up to a game that got away um but yeah, it does give me pause to put them in the conversation for that second tier. Um, I think now we might just have a first tier. We might just have a Eagles, Niners, Cowboys first tier in the NFC. And then, uh, you know, we might want to put the Vikings down with the Bucks and the, and the Seahawks in the second tier. I don't know if I can quite go that far just because I don't like what I'm seeing out of the Bucks right now, but certainly having the Vikings outside of that, I certainly do agree with you there. And I just want to get your question on this before we take a look at a few more games, but I know that there's always a narrative of Kirk Cousins can't necessarily do it in the big games. Always good when you got those 10 a.m. kicks against the Detroit Lions or what have you, but when it comes to the big games, he comes up small and then vice versa. What we saw on Sunday Night Football, Patrick Mahomes always getting it done in big spots. How much do you make out of narratives like that? Because it does feel like Kirk Cousins has had a lot of these performances that have been clunkers. No doubt last week against the Buffalo Bills was a big exception, but do you read into that at all or do you think it's just a lot of noise? I mean, it's just a lot of noise. I mean, the fact of the matter is the, you know, we're dealing with such a limited sample size. Um, and I don't think necessarily Kirk Cousins today, you know, you, we really can judge based on the Kirk Cousins of several years because it was a different staff. It was a different coaching staff. It was a different um, group of weapons around him. But I mean, today was a concern, but I'm not sure how much of it was Cousins, how much of it was the offensive line. I mean, he had no time. He was just getting destroyed. And I don't know. Maybe this game was too big for O'Connell. Maybe he needed a little wake-up call. Um, I don't know. But the offensive line was the the major issue as far as I'm concerned for the Vikings. Um, I'm not really going to take too, too much away from Cousins. Obviously, you know, when it's 40-3, to it's just a complete failure on – in every aspect of the game, but I don't know. It's not like he had a clean pocket and was just sitting in there and just throwing interceptions and, uh, you know, missing reads. I mean, he was just basically just getting hit and, uh, you know, he's going to have nightmares from 
uh, Michael Parsons for sure. Yeah, Micah Parsons looked like he was just built on another planet and just came down and completely wreaked havoc. So I'm in agreement with you there. And to your point on Kirk Cousins, he didn't throw any interceptions in this game, no doubt. It wasn't the most savory of performances, but that said, I'm right there with you. I am in agreement that that was not necessarily his fault. And when it comes to good performances as well, we saw the Chiefs in crunch time. They got it done once again with Patrick Mahomes. You give him about a buck 40 or so remaining, and he turns it into a touchdown. Looked like the Chargers were going to get the job done, and they were unable to just... Take me through what you were seeing in this game, and it just feels like with the Chiefs, I always have to put them a little bit of a tier above everyone else just because they've got the guy that you want in that spot in Patrick Mahomes because when it comes to down four, five, six, seven points, two minutes remaining, the one quarterback that you want for a drive to win slash tie the game, it's Patrick Mahomes for me every single time. Yeah, I mean, it's getting harder and harder to deny that. Um you know, I've been a Brady fan for, you know, the last 20 years and uh, hard to, you know, I, I was never ready to put Rodgers um, next to Brady. And, um, you know, the last couple of years, I've kind of felt like Allen might be taking the reins from Mahomes. But the reality is it's Mahomes and everybody else at this point. Um, he's just better than everybody else. I mean, that's all you can say. I mean, he really doesn't even have the weapons right now, but it just doesn't matter. He just finds a way to throw them into space. And um, I mean, obviously he has Kelsey, um, but I mean, let's just look at his receivers out there today. I mean, he's playing with Justin Watson, who was, <laughs> you know, number what, six or seven on the Bucks depth chart. And, uh, you know, they cut him. He was fifth or sixth on this depth chart. Um, they lost, they had no Juju. They had no Hardman. They lost Tony early on in the game. I mean, he's throwing the ball to, you know, three different tight ends and Sky Moore and Justin Watson. And he's got a mediocre running game. And yet it doesn't matter. He just finds ways to win. There's lots of excuses. Every team has excuses every week when the Chiefs just, they just get it done. So, I mean, you have to just tip your cap to them. Uh, uh, kind of, you know, I'm kind of disappointed because, I mean, I had the Chargers to win the game and I have some future things. I really want, I would really like to see the Chargers in the playoffs when they get a little more healthy. So I was kind of rooting for them to get in there. I think we need to find a way to get these Jets and Patriots out of this playoff contention. Um, I want to see the Chargers, you know, go to Buffalo or go to Kansas City or, you know, play the Bengals or something in the postseason. I don't really, I mean, I don't need to see any more of this Patriots or Jets teams. Um, so I was kind of hoping the Chargers could get it done from that standpoint, but I'm sure we'll address the, that game. And uh, when we, you know, when we get to the ugly portion of the slate, but uh, you know, props to Mahomes. He, he did it and, and they crushed. And you talk about wanting to get them out of the playoff picture. Do you want the number seven team currently in the playoff picture? That'd be the Bengals. It was a little bit closer than you maybe want it to be, but the Bengals, they get the job done 37 to 30, despite the fact that you've got no Jamar Chase out there. And Burrow, just like last time against the Steelers, he did have a few interceptions. He overcame them. And with the Bengals, I feel like this is a team that they've got a little bit of a low floor, but at the same time, that ceiling is so high with Joe Burrow and what we were able to see last year and starting to see more and more of this year too. Yeah, I mean, this Bengals team is definitely in the conversation of teams that can win the Super Bowl. I'm not really sure how many teams that that reaches at this point, but I, I think the Bengals are in that tier. Um, 
They have an elite quarterback. When they get chased back, they'll have elite weapons, and they have a uh, they have an adequate defense, um, an adequate coach. I don't think Zach Taylor is anything special. I don't even think he's that great, but he's okay. Um, he's, they've got experience. So, yeah, this Bengals team, I think, is in contention, but that AFC is just so loaded up top, it's going to be tough for them because um, they're going to have to do it all on the road. You mentioned adequate coach. There was a coach on Sunday that was not adequate. He was from the very same division, and that is your teaser right there as to what we're going to be talking about with David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds, so you'll be able to see all the changes in the action and you're able to find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VEASAN's here year-round to make you a smarter better. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we're being rejoined by our good friend David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, a man that is a great professional poker player as well, and David... I was alluding to it a little bit earlier, but I just could not figure out what the Browns were trying to do in the game against the Bills. They got off to a nice start, and then they get down by six points. Down six, they decide, you know what? We're going to pass on a field goal, and we're going to go for it on fourth down in like the 35-ish yard line, somewhere in that neighborhood. They come up snake eyes. Then they're down 12. They're within the 10-yard line. They decide to kick the field goal. It gets blocked. They were able to get a backdoor touchdown for anyone that had plus eight. I was one of them, so I felt very good to just take the push and get out of Dodge, but it was a very strange game, and for the Buffalo Bills, I feel like they restored a little bit of order given all the strange circumstances. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Kevin Stefanski make uh, make odd um, decisions near the end of the game uh, all year long. I'm not really sure if what's going on in, in Cleveland, but... I have no faith in Stefanski to make the uh, right decision. It feels sometimes he's just clicking the randomizer button and uh, just doing random things. I mean, uh, as a seven, as a minus seven and a half Buffalo Bills ticket holder, I was very concerned when they scored the last touchdown. At that point, you're supposed to go for two. Um, just, I mean, you have to go for two one of the two times. You might as well just go for it at the beginning. Um, but luckily for me, they went for one because you find a lot of times when you go for two, when you're down two touchdowns at the end of the game, the defense doesn't even really try that hard and probably would have gotten it and would have covered against me. So uh, I was happy with that. As for the Bills, I mean, it's been a tough week. Uh, they lost that game to Minnesota. Then they have the blizzard. They fly there. They take care of business. Um, I don't really take anything away from the Bills here either way. I mean... They're seven and three. There's seven weeks left before the season matters. Um, I guess at this point it does matter a little bit more because the Dolphins are um, tied with them for first. But um, 
you know, this Bills team is just going to be judged by what they do in the postseason. So the regular season's kind of whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really get too much out of this Bills game. They took care of business and it was fine. It wasn't super impressive, but it wasn't even scary. I mean, it's a one-score game, but it was never, never really in doubt. Yeah, but with the Buffalo Bills, they were able to restore a little bit order from last week. And for the Cleveland Browns, I just have no idea what the coaching was trying to do in this game. And that was not too terrific. And I know you've got a little bit more concern in terms of this team. The Eagles, they get the job done against the Colts. But boy, was it less than convincing. 17-16, to the final as the Eagles, they were able to get both of their touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And... I do think that a little bit of credit where credit is due should be going to the Eagles. They did not have their A game and they were able to get it done late. At the same time, I think we are starting to see that if you're able to hang around with this Eagles team, that they don't do a great job of defending the run. So I do want to give a little bit of credit for the Eagles for not taking the straight up loss, being able to get out of Dodge, being able to get the win. But at the same time, I do think that there are some exposures in the armor that are being coming to light when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Yeah, with the Eagles, I mean, you can't have it both ways. Um, You can't sit here and week after week, uh, you know, the Colts have played 11 football games for the first eight, nine weeks. They've been in the bottom five of DVOA offensively and defensively. Um, They're getting almost a touchdown against the putrid Raiders. Um, They can't, they can't, they can't beat the Texans. They can't beat the Jags. Um, this team has just been a complete disappointment, dumpster fire since the start of the season. Yes, they fired their coach and got in Saturday, who uh, has, you know, maybe lifted some things up there. But at the end of the day, it's the same players. And we can't sit here and just uh, throw shade at the Colts for 10 straight weeks and then not, um, you know, give the Eagles a little bit of crap when they can't. Uh, you know, take care of business versus the Colts. And this was a game the Eagles were supposed to take care of business. They got embarrassed on Monday Night Football. The Washington team just ran up and down the field on them. And their manhood was kind of challenged in that uh, commander's game. And they did not pass. Now they have a chance to go and play in Indianapolis. The undefeated thing is over. And they have a chance to go in there versus a team that has not been able to stop anybody all season. And... They couldn't do anything. They scored 30 points in the first half. And uh, Jalen Hurts looks very average at this point. And the defense looks very vulnerable to the run. And uh, I think there's a lot of concerns for this Eagles team. A team that we had penciled in the Super Bowl just two weeks ago. um, I have real concerns. And like I said in the last segment, um, I think that you can really get some value and look at the Cowboys to win that division. I'm holding a plus 220 Eagles future to win that division. I'm not, you know, I'm not writing it off. Obviously, I'm a pretty big favorite at this point, but I'm thinking about hedging some off there. Um, You looked up on the break. The Cowboys are around three to one. So I think you can get a nice little price on them at this point. Um, But yeah, I'm very concerned about the Eagles. Uh, They have the Packers this week and a primetime game. And the one thing the Packers can do is run straight. So um The Packers want to run straight, and the Eagles can't stop anybody running straight. So um, I think this game has a lot of interest to me as to how it's going to play out. Yep, and for the Eagles, I really felt like weeks, we're going to call it about 7 to 12, set up very well for them. Now they have to play against the Packers, which you mentioned. I think they'll get the job done there, but I do think that that Titans game is a little bit tricky as well. 
They have to go on the road against Dallas, which could be when it's all said and done for the division as well. But they also do have two games against the New York Giants. And I want to get your temperature on the New York Giants because this was a game that they should have been able to take care of business. And they certainly did not. 31 points is what the Lions were able to put up against them. A Lions team that they've been sort of one of those teams I felt like came into the year a little bit overrated. Now I think that they might be becoming a little bit underrated because now they've got their pieces back in the full. But this is a Giants bunch that I just felt coming into the week that they weren't necessarily worthy of being a 7-2 team. But at the same time, I felt like they should have been able to take care of business against the Lions. And the Lions, they just took away Saquon Barkley and... From there, the Giants had nothing. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about this game and then the future. Um, this game, I really thought the Giants were going to get the job done. I don't really have a lot of respect for the Lions. They can't stop anybody on defense. I thought the Giants coming off of a bye would handle this team. Uh, I was wrong. The Sharps were all on the on the Lions. I didn't see it, uh, and I was wrong. Uh, you know, I'm going to come on here, and I'm going to say when I get things right, and I'm going to say when I get it wrong, and I was definitely wrong on this. And I think you had about six or seven teams in the NFC just gasp and really uh, get a lot of air in their lungs after this loss because the Giants were pretty much in position to just to have that playoff seat, that playoff berth um, sealed after winning this game. If they would have won, they would have been eight and two. It would have been pretty hard to catch. Now they're seven and three, and they have two games left against the Eagles, one game left against the Cowboys. I think they're going to be touchdown dogs in both of those, in all three of those. So if they lose all three of those, we're looking at a seven and six team. That just lets all these teams like the Falcons, the Bucks, the Saints, um, the Cardinals, um, even the Lions, the the, com- the Commanders. It lets all these teams think that they have hope, especially the Commanders. I think the Commanders have at least one, if not two more games left against the Giants. And... Uh, so, yeah, I think the Giants are in real trouble here. Um, I don't know what their odds to miss the playoffs are. Um, that's something that's another thing that I might look at. Uh, you might be able to get maybe even two to one or two and a half to one on them to miss the playoffs, because if you're just looking at record, it's tough to think that they're going to be out. But when you look at, you know, who they have on their schedule, I, I don't see many wins um, coming. Uh, so, yeah, I might take a I might dip my toe in the Giants miss the playoffs. Uh, pool. Um, I think that we all thought they were lucky to be the record that they were in today. Definitely um, solidified that if you were on the outs about the Giants. Yep, and we are starting to sour on the Giants, and I think we should carry this over to the other side, but just initial thoughts on the Commanders being able to get it done, because I take a look at this Commanders team, like I said, we'll carry this over to the other side, but I'm very impressed by the way that they're playing right now. Yeah, we can talk about them on the other side, but uh, I, I do agree with you. I mean, I'm not taking a lot from this, but, but you know, mediocre teams, they struggle sometimes against these bad teams, and, and they just took care of business today. They, was, they just put their foot on the gas, and it was over. There was never a sweat. So um, that's pretty impressive coming off of uh, uh, slap yourself on the back week that they had for people. Absolutely. And we'll pick that up with David on the flip side, and then we'll turn it forward to what we're all seeing in week 12 of the NFL as well, one that is going to be full of turkey and Thanksgiving football. And that is coming up next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Bet Rivers is your go to for any and all soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers special World Cup promotions like World Cup futures, insurance bets, World Cup daily bet and gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling all soccer fans to head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action as it is a whole new game. 
We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Being rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And David, we want to finish up our thoughts on the Washington Commanders, a team that they run off some nice wins. They get that solid win against the Eagles. They follow up prosperity by not stubbing their toe against the Texans. They had full control of this game. And the more I look at it, if this is a team that gets into the playoffs, I could see them being able to make a little bit of noise. Maybe I'm just a little bit more bullish on them than others, but I really like what I'm seeing on this commander's team. And I think that it's just very, very enlightening to see what Taylor Heineke is able to do because it's just so clear that Heineke is doing such a better job with the team than Carson Wentz could ever dream of doing. Yeah. I mean, as uh, one of the original members of the Carson Wentz hate train, I'm uh, (laughs) a, I, I don't mind seeing a little Heineke uh, bring this team back. Uh, I I don't necessarily think they're going to do anything, but I do think they can definitely contend for a playoff spot. Um, they have a very winnable game this week versus the Falcons, and then they have back-to-back games against the Giants um, with a bye in between. So, you know, I think that they definitely match up pretty nicely against the Giants, and that's the playoff spot that's up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think that Seattle will find enough wins and the Niners will find enough wins and then you're going to get the AFC South. But I think that giant spot is, is open for grabs. So uh, yeah, why not the commanders? Their, their next three games are definitely very winnable. And uh, you know, then you kind of go from there. You don't know really, it's hard to really look too much more than a few weeks into the future with the NFL because of injuries and, um, you know, just teams gelling or falling apart or things like that. I mean, just think 11 weeks ago, we were taking a look at these schedules and it's like, oh, Seattle, that's an automatic win right there. Oh, they have to play against the Rams. That's going to be a really tough game. And if you were to do that now, it's going to be a little bit different. And I bring up one of those teams as let's take a look at week 12 in the NFL. And it's just very strange to see this. I'm sure that these schedule makers were thinking, oh, This Rams versus Chiefs game is going to be one of the best games of the year. This is going to be so competitive. Right now with the Chiefs, I am seeing them in places that are offering it. The Chiefs being between a 14 and a 14 and a half point favorite. We don't know if we're going to be seeing Matthew Stafford in this game. We know we're not going to be seeing Cooper Cup in this game. It's hard for me to lay two touchdowns ever in the NFL, but... The Chiefs, if I was looking at this game right now, and this is if Matthew Stafford does not play, it would be Chiefs or pass for me, as terrible as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm done with this Rams team. I, I've said it for the last six weeks on the show. I mean, I'm I'm just done with them. I played the Saints this week, and I'll me probably just I'll just be playing everybody against the Rams. Uh, they can't they can't post numbers high enough. As far as I'm concerned, um, I mean, I think it's the the Texans and the Rams might be the worst two teams in the NFL, Panthers. but throw the Panthers in there. Um, but the Panthers are feisty. The pa- the Panthers try. I mean, if you, you gave me the Panthers versus the Rams on a neutral site right now, I'm not so sure who I would take. Honestly, I, I think the Rams are just, I think they're done. Um, and you know, they're talentless and I don't really think they try that hard. And when you have a team that just won the Super Bowl the year before, it's very easy to just kind of give up. And, um, you know, when you have a young team that's battling, 
they might be bad, but they're trying, they're playing for jobs, they're playing for careers, they're, uh, you know, they're trying to make their mark on this league. The, these Rams players, they're either A, talentless, or B, they've already won a Super Bowl and been a major part of the Super Bowl. So, I, I mean, the Rams team's just done. I'm going to continue to fade them. Um, yeah, I'm just done with them. Just yeah. like the Broncos. I'm done with the Broncos as well. I was about to say, I was going to bring up the Broncos game where we're seeing a total in Broncos versus Panthers anywhere between 35 and 35 and a half. And I mean, what a sad display from the Broncos on Sunday. And with the Panthers being a two and a half point underdog, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is very appealing. And if you've got Nathaniel Hackett with a job, I mean, at this point next week, I'd be very surprised with how poorly of a job he's done with this team and really everything. Russell Wilson. The entire front office, I thought that this entire idea was good. Everyone deserves to be put on notice right about now because this has been an abject disaster. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the two quarterbacks we watched in uh, in Foxborough today, we might be matching up the two worst quarterbacks in the league with Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson. But I don't want to spend any time on this game. This is <laughs> this is a XFL game as far as I'm concerned. Let's move on to a game that matters. Hey, that's very disrespectful to the XFL. We've got a team out here in lovely Las Vegas, but let's look at a game that people are going to be watching on Thanksgiving. People are going to be recovering from their turkey comas and everything like that for Patriots versus the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are a three-point favorite. I expected this line to be a little bit higher. I feel like this is quite a bit of reaction to what we saw on Sunday. And for Minnesota, I probably wouldn't want to lay too much more than this, but if I had to play it right now, I would lean towards the Vikings. This is not one that I have necessarily a huge lean on as of right now, but just looking at initially, I feel like the Vikings might be in for a good bounce back spot being able to stay at home. Yeah, this the, the number doesn't really surprise me too much. The Vikings uh, don't have a lot of respect in the markets. Um, we saw that this week versus the Cowboys. <coughs> Granted, they didn't do anything to... Uh, to prove the odds makers wrong, but um, the Vikings really don't have a lot of respect in the markets and the Patriots do have a lot of respect. The Patriots are a team that are frequently bet and the line always moves in their favor. I think there's some syndicates that really do think highly of this Patriots team. Uh, I think this is a good bounce back spot for the Vikings. If it wasn't, you know, Mac Jones can just thank the fact that, uh, that, uh, Zach Wilson was so bad and distracted from the fact that he was only able to put up three points himself and that he was terrible and he is terrible. Um, I think you're going to get a mad Vikings team. And um, I think that the Vikings should be able to get the job done here. Um, they are had, they do have a lot of injuries on the offensive line and that is where the Patriots can kind of succeed a little bit, but, I don't think they have the offensive firepower to stand up to the Vikings and looking at the Patriots schedule for the rest of the year, it looks really tough. Um, if you're not a believer in Mac Jones and this Patriots team, this might be a good time to look at, uh, you know, if, if you don't think they're going to win this game, this might be a good time to jump on them to miss the playoffs. Uh, you can probably get plus money on that or even money on that. And I think that, I think the deck's kind of stacked against them looking at this schedule that they have coming up. Um, so yeah, I'm probably going to be on the Vikings on this game and, uh, I'm excited. This is by far the most exciting game on Thanksgiving. Yep. I agree with you there as certainly Buffalo versus Detroit, not going to be fitting that bill. And I know that you've been very pro Vikings. I've been very pro another team in purple, and that would be 
the Ravens. I take a look at this board, and with the Ravens between a three and a half and a four and a half point favorite, I feel like this is one of the lowest games on the board. They are on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I feel like the Ravens are still getting a little bit of a lack of respect. They've had a double-digit lead in every single game this season. Sands a few games that they didn't close out early. They're now closing those games out. They have been rock solid, and I really like the Ravens in this spot. Not sure if you agree slash disagree, but this just feels short. Yeah, I'm not really sure on this game. Um, I'm not a big Jags fan, and um, also... I, I I respect what the Ravens have done, but I'm not I'm not huge on on them like you are. But I definitely respect where they what they've done. I mean, Grant, but I mean they scored three points against this Panthers team at home for a majority of this game. Um, and after watching that punt return for the Patriots take a steal a bet away from me, I had the Jets plus three oh. and a half. I re- I thought the I thought the Ravens were going to do it to me here too. I had the the Panthers plus 13 and boy, they tried to, uh, the Panthers tried to give the back door to the Ravens, but the Panthers were, were in that game the whole way. So I'm not really sure what to make of this Ravens team. I don't know if they have enough talent to go all the way um, as far as skill position players, but they probably have enough to get through the Jags. And the Ravens, they just need to get a little bit healthier in general. And we always get healthy on this show. Whenever you join, David, you do amazing work as you're the reigning 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And I always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. David Baker does amazing work taking a look at the great game of football with me every weekend. That leads us to our pro tip for this hour, vcin.com slash subscribe. Check your tip times when it comes to college basketball games this week. We've got a lot that are at like 8, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's 11 a.m., noon, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So don't get left out in the cold. Make sure you check those tip times. And we're going to start off with some college basketball. And our number three of the Greg Peterson experience next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.